live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions. It's the Ramsey Show, uh, where we help people build wealth. We help them do work that they love and build actual amazing relationships. I am your host, Jade Warshaw. I'm joined by Dr. John Deloney, and we are taking your calls all hour. Uh, Give us a call. The number is there, 888-825-5225. I've been saying it for the last three hours, and I'm going to keep saying it, John. Your book. It's out into the wild today. We've let it out of the cage. That's right. So I'm really excited. The book is called Building a Non-Anxious Life, and uh, it's been on pre-sale for the past several weeks, and now it's just... Is out there in all its glory, and you're just going to have to buy it. <laughs> in all its glory. <laughs> Where can they get the book, John? Anywhere you buy books. You can go to RamseySolutions.com, JohnDeloney.com, but also Target and Barnes & Noble and Books A Million and Amazon everywhere. That I'm shook. Did you go see it in Target? Can you go see it? I haven't been there yet. We're going to we're gonna swing by and go take some pictures just because it's surreal. That right? is. It's weird. I'm going to go do that, and it's not even my face. No, I'm looking forward to it. It's good. I'm I'm excited about this. I think it's going to help lots and lots of folks. You should feel very, very proud, John. Thank you. Awesome. Uh, Well, we are taking calls. Um, I'm kind of the money person here today, and John is the mental health and wellness, and he knows the money stuff as well. So give us a call. We'd be happy to help you out. In the meantime, we're going to go to Amanda. She's in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. What's going on, Amanda? Hi, Jade and John. Dr. John, it's nice to meet. It's nice to talk to you guys. I'm a big fan of the show. Um, I had a call regarding um, an adult child uh, coming back to live at home. Um, our oldest son um, did some time in the military, came home after about five years, no issues with any like PTSD or anything like that. Um, but he's been home now for about six months, and we know we knew that he was in a good bit of debt when he came home. So we told him, you know, um, just take some time, get your life together, get some things established, um, and then just kind of create a plan as to what you want your future to be now post-military. It's been over six months now, and we we haven't seen any progress. Um, We've actually seen the opposite, where we've seen him go further into debt. Um, He hasn't really been able to keep a steady job. Um, He's been home for six months, and has gone through, I think, three jobs already, two girlfriends, um, doesn't really seem to help out around the house or contribute to anything, um, and just kind of seems to be floating a little bit. So I'm not quite sure what we should do as parents to help encourage him. I know that he's an adult, and I want to keep our relationship good, um, but I'm not quite sure where to go or what to do from here. There's a couple of things here. One, you started the call by saying he doesn't have fill-in-the-blank. He doesn't have PTSD. He doesn't have stuff from the military. He just came home. And then mm-hmm. you're what you're just describing somebody who's slowly decompensating right in front of us, right? The same guy who accomplished all these things, did all these things is slowly burning through romantic relationships. He can't keep a job. That doesn't sound like your son, right? Well, he, here's the thing. He was like that before. So when he graduated okay, high school, okay. We gave, yeah, he was like that before. When he graduated high school, we basically gave him a year to figure out what he wanted to do. Um, and there again, he wasn't keeping a job. He was going from relationship to relationship, job to job. Okay, you know why? And we basically, you know why? No, I, I don't. I, I can tell you. Um, my, he's one of my good buddies, Dr. Henry Cloud, um, who wrote the book Boundaries. He says it best. The reason your kid, your son, this boy that you love, isn't doing anything because he doesn't have to. Right. He's yeah. never had to because right. your picture of I don't want to hurt our relationship is, is I don't want to do anything that makes my son not like me. 
Yeah. And yeah. those are two opposing things. A parent is often going to spend significant amount of time not being liked by their kid. And my goal isn't right. to be liked by my kid. My goal is to raise mm-hmm. an amazing man. And right, I want yeah. I want that 35-year-old version of my son, that 30-year-old man version of my son, I want him to like his dad. And that mm-hmm. means the same way I look back and I not only like, I love Coach Zoe Simpson, who pushed me as a high school kid further than I ever thought I could go. And I accomplished things on the track under his leadership. Lessons I still use today. Mm-hmm. And I love him for that. At the time, whew, I said some things about Coach Simpson because he's making me run in that Texas heat, right? So um, the, the way Henry Cloud says it, and it's, he says it tongue-in-cheek, but he's serious, is your son's going to have to get some problems. Mm-hmm, he's right. going to have to get a very clear set of boundaries. You will be out of my home by this time. We love you. So it's okay It's okay for us to give him an exit date? It's like not, exit it's not exit only date. okay. You it's, must. It's, it's not loving him. You're watching your son flounder. Like right, the, yeah. What you're doing yeah. is not working. And he's yeah. going to cuss you. He's going to be pissed. He's going to say, oh, I needed you. This is how you treat me. And you have to say, hey, uh, here's honestly, if I'm in your situation, here's how I would do it. You don't have to do it this way. But I would sit down and take my adult son, who's done some pretty amazing things for himself and for his mm-hmm. team and for his country, I would take him out and say, hey, um, I went about this the wrong way. And I was mm-hmm. really um, trying to build a relationship with you. And in so doing, I abdicated some of my parent responsibilities, which is um, I never made you fly. I never pushed you out mm-hmm. of the nest. And so you got real comfortable here. And I like you here. You like being here, but it's not the best thing for you or for us. And so... At this date, right. you're out. Mm. You're out. Okay. Oh, and you're going to make me homeless? Change. Oh, you're going to make me homeless? You're gonna... No, 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 no. That's a choice you're making. It's a choice mm-hmm. you're making. And if the son reacts like that, John, is that his own fears? Is that is that truly anger or is he afraid? Oh, it's going to be terror because for his entire life, he hasn't had to do this. That's why I think, I do think it's fair. And I know there's some parents who are like, all right, I'm just going to start flexing. That's, that's not appropriate because... It's a bait and switch. You've treated him differently his whole life. But I think it's fair to set it up and say, in 90 days, our door, we're going to change the locks. Mm-hmm. In 90 days, it's time for you to go. You got 90 days okay. to get a job. You have to keep going to that job every day because we're not paying any of your bills. Zero. Not cell phone, not car insurance. Zero. You're a grown man. Period. Right. Yeah. And, oh, so I'm going to start, it's you be your fault if I, no, it's not. Mm-hmm. It's not. And if he needs to get additional resources for some mental health challenges he's not telling you about, cool. Then you can sit with him at the kitchen table and Mm. be with him as he begins to do the research on those things. Now, John, correct me if I'm wrong. And Amanda, let me tell you what helps me in this situation. Whenever I don't let my kids do for themselves what I know they can do and I want to come in and swoop in, for me, I've started to realize every time I do that, it's letting them know I don't have confidence in them. Yeah, I don't believe in you. I don't believe right. in you. I don't think you can so do this on your own. So of course you shouldn't own. believe in yourself. Yes. Because I don't. Because that's, the, I, I'll, I'll, you think you're helping, but ultimately that's the message you're sending right. is you can't. Right. Can I, I can I ask you a hard, hard question, Amanda? Oh, of course. Yes. <sighs> well, I, I, I'm not going to put you on the spot. I just want you to think through this. It's very common for parents doing the best they can getting their self-worth their identity that my boy is home that he's here under my under my wing i'm still going to look after him still going to take care of him and i want you to really internalize this 
you cannot use your son to prop up your identity. So his separation, him moving out and heading off into the world is going to require you to also do some work and ask yourself, well, who am I going to be now that my little boy is a grown man? This is The Ramsey Show. Most break-ins happen when your home is the most vulnerable in the middle of the day when no one is home. So I recommend Simply Safe Home Security. They're the best at what they do, protecting your whole home. Their award-winning system is backed by 24/7 professional monitoring for less than a dollar a day, half the cost of traditional home security. And my listeners get 20% off their system when they sign up for Fast Protect monitoring at simplysafedirect.com. There's no safe like Simply Safe. You're listening to The Ramsey Show. I am Jade Warshaw. This is John Deloney. We're taking your calls for the next several minutes, at least. So give us a call. The number is 888-825-5225. And we will chop it up. We will try to give you the best possible advice about whatever it is you're facing, whether that be in your money, in your marriage, in your relationships, maybe even in your career. Give us a call. We'd love to do our very best for you. Uh, Let's go to Aaron in Indianapolis, Indiana. Hi. Hey, how are you, Erin? Good, how are you? Doing great. How can we help today? So, um, I've been working on the baby steps over the past few years. Um, I started kind of right before the pandemic started. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm a nurse, so things kind of got pretty crazy during oh, yeah. all of that. Um, <laughs> but... I started off, you know, at that time I had about $30,000 in debt, mm-hmm. um, and I'm down to uh, just that 10000 so I paid off a pretty good chunk. Um, I'm a single mom, and I've, you know, been on my own with him for six years now, mm-hmm. and I don't, like, receive any child support or anything like that. Um, it's just me and him, and so I was wondering... If somebody has like a big purchase, that's something that they need to do. And they're like following your plan and not having credit cards and stuff. Um, I'm like just scraping by. So I don't have a ton of extra that I can invest in like attorneys and stuff to try and get child support and get help. Mm -hmm. How do we like go about paying for something like that? If we don't have credit cards. Are you scraping by because your nursing job isn't paying enough or because you're throwing every last penny towards your debt? Um, because, well, I've kind of put paying off the debt stuff on hold because all I have left is the student loans. Mm -hmm. Um, and I mean, that's going to be starting due now, but just scraping by just because, um, I guess the time that I can work is when my son's at school. So I can't, earn a whole lot of extra um well hold on is that (laughs) what are you earning what do you earn every month so i bring home about two thousand five hundred a month yeah that's not even here's the deal you're gonna have to hire some childcare for a season Mm-hmm. because you're not doing that and you think you're helping your son by having him with his mom all the time he's not in school but at the same time, your son is absorbing the tension mm-hmm. of his mom who cannot breathe. Yeah. Right? And so if you yeah. took six months 
and hired a daycare center, which mm-hmm. I know you don't want to do. But they picked him up after school and he stayed and played. And you took six months and you worked like mad. Mm-hmm. Took mm-hmm. every shift you could. Invited a mm-hmm. family member over to stay with you in the evening and worked every shift you could. In six months, you'd have enough money to hire mm-hmm. an attorney. You'd have enough mm-hmm. money. You'd be done with this $10,000 nonsense. Yeah. I can't think of a better job to have right now than a nurse when I talk when I'm thinking about mobility, when I think about able to go get extra shifts mm-hmm. and to make money right now. Oh, that's right. You're yeah. sitting on a lottery ticket and if that sounds like you're paralyzed. Yeah. Yeah, it, it does feel like I am. Um How old is your I'm, How old's your son? He, he's 7. Yeah. He's 7. So he's in second grade um and you know, I do I do get help from my parents watching him so that I can work. Um, so but I guess. So what ahead. you're saying, um, and I'm not trying to stick it to you, but you just solved your problem. Uh, earlier you said, well, I can't work the way I need to because I've got to be home. But you've got yeah. your parents there. So I kind of, mm-hmm. I'm not trying to be hard on you, but I kind of feel like you're looking for an excuse to not do this. And mm-hmm. it seems hard and it will be hard, but it will be so worth it to get out of this and and, and get the money that you need for a lawyer so that you can start having this money come in. But I mean, John and I talk about it all the time. There is going to be a sacrifice to, to yeah. in order to make this happen. Do you see that? Yeah. And but I it's guess, in your favor. Um, yeah. And I, I, I can see that. I guess my resistance to working extra is just because of, I mean, the stress of. Well, let's play that out. And, you know, everything. But you're stressed. Is. You're stressed right now. Yeah, let's play that yeah. out. Let's pretend like, <laughs> let's pretend you do it your way. Mm-hmm. So tomorrow looks the same. The next day looks the same. And you're just getting more and more stress. There's no solution if we do it your way, right? Yeah. You just keep making 2500 yeah. and mm-hmm. you're just living on a prayer, hoping nothing goes wrong. You're not getting any child support that you and, the, and your son deserve. So yeah. if we play it your way, nothing changes. Mm-hmm. It only gets worse. Yeah, and then the where people get trapped is you find yourself in the situation, it's scary and it's hard, and then you go sign up with a lawyer and they put you on a payment plan, and now you're mm-hmm. right back in the hole. Right, and that's definitely something I don't want to do. No, well, here's what we're talking about: we're talking about six months to change the rest of you and your son's life. Mm-hmm. Six months, and I'd sit down with my parents and say. Mm-hmm. Can we make an agreement for six months? I've got to. I've got to just slam the other side of this teeter totter and get me out of this mess. Would you all yeah. commit to picking up my son every day after school? Because I'm going to drop him off. I want to be mom in the morning. I'm going to drop him off, and I'm going to work doubles mm-hmm. for the next six mm-hmm. months. And every minute I'm not at home when I could be with my son, I'm going to remind myself that this never happens again in my mm-hmm. family and in his. And then you know yeah. what? He's going to be eight, and I'll have mostly mm-hmm. forgotten about it. Yeah. He'll mostly forgotten about yeah. it, but he will know every time mom picks him up, she is laughing her head off. Mm-hmm. She's smiling. She Her heartbeat yeah. isn't going 120 miles an hour. And then y'all go to court mm-hmm. and you can smile and you get the child care or child support that you mm-hmm. deserve. Yeah. And it, but we're talking six months and it's going to be, it's mm-hmm. not going to be fun. It's going to be awful. And quite honestly, has he become your, um, he's become your safe space after all this, hasn't he? Um, what do you mean, safe space? I mean, often after a contentious divorce where dad just disappears or a single mom, that that Mm -hmm. little boy can become your whole world. 
And it might be as painful for you to work that double as it is for your perception of what he's going to be experiencing without mom. Hmm. I see what you're saying. See what I'm saying? So I want to assure you, if your parents are safe and good, he's going to have a blast with them. Will he miss his mom? Oh, no question about it. But you're going to have a hard time too. And I want that to just be the fuel Mm -hmm. in your jet engine to get out of this mess once and for all. Yeah, get the gazelle intensity back and get back into it. And I think personally, um, you're going to find yourself in week one exhausted. Week two, almost crippling exhausted. And then week three mm-hmm. and week four, you're going to find the new energy you didn't know you had. And you're going to start serving those mm-hmm. patients who are coming in, looking to you for help. You're going to start standing a little bit mm-hmm. taller. You're going to get that 10 grand knocked out. You're going to have 10 grand in the bank. And you're going to tell mm-hmm. your supervisor, I'll take any shift you got. I'm, I'm going to take any yeah. shift you got. And all of a sudden, um, you're, you're going to start walking taller, right? It's these little mm-hmm. bitty wins over time. Right now, you've got no little wins, and it just feels like everything's compressed on top of you, like one of those heavy anxiety blankets. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I'd sit down with my mom and dad and I'd have a hard conversation. Not a hard. It sounds like they're awesome. Hey, mom and dad, I'm going to need you. I'm so yeah. blessed and fortunate to have you all in town because Jade and I talk to God knows how many people who call and say, hey, I got nobody. Um, but you're you're right there. And let's just hammer this thing out. Is it going to be pleasant, fun? No, it's going to be awful. And it will change everything. Wow. That's something. But we talk about that a lot. I mean, there's, oh, there's the sacrifice part. And this isn't just the debt part. This is... She got left high and dry. She did. She did. But there's part of me that's like, and maybe you can fill in the gap, but we're so focused on what people remember mentally. We we forget about what they remember in their body. And their bodies remember. That's right. And so often mom and dad say, I can't miss any games mm-hmm. because they're going to remember I was absent. Yeah. And I'm going to say, whoa, whoa, whoa. That kid's going to remember that you weren't safe uh-huh. because every minute you were around, your it body was stressed. Was stressed. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so sometimes the, the short-term sacrifice, even if it's two or three years, mm-hmm. That six and seven-year-old is going to turn into a 13 and 14-year-old that loves having a safe place to land. Let's mm-hmm. aim for that. And especially when, not by her hand, but in her lap. She mm-hmm. didn't run this guy off. He left. So now she's got to pick up the pieces. Let's get it going. Ooh, Let's get it so going. Good. So good. This is The Ramsey Show. You worked hard for your home. It should be a place where you can relax and refocus on your goals. And something as simple as window treatments can make the difference. If you're ready for an upgrade, we've recommended Blinds.com for years. And I've used them myself. That's because with Blinds.com, you don't have to sacrifice your budget, your style, or great service. From blinds, drapes, shutters, and motorized shades, they make it easy and affordable to upgrade your entire home. And their team is always ready to help with everything from design consultation to measuring and installation. Plus, there are never any misleading quotes or hidden fees. Everything is backed by their 100% satisfaction guaranteed, and shipping is always free. See why Blinds.com is the number one online retailer of custom window coverings. Visit Blinds.com to save up to 40% off everything site-wide. That's Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. All right, all right. You're listening to The Ramsey Show. My name is Jade Warshaw. Jade W. Jade H. Warshaw. Joined by John R. Deloney. So this is the time where we tell America our middle names. Nope. All right, fine. I guess you'll never know. We're taking your calls. For the next hour or so, it's the number Dennis. is... That's my middle name is Dennis. Is it Dennis? No, not really. Oh, but. 
Okay, then I'm not telling mine until you tell yours. 888-825-5225 is the number. all I have left, Jade. It's the only privacy I got left. Well, now we can let people go into the comments and take their best guess Somebody again. Somebody on Reddit's already posted it. It's fine. Oh, that's true. Yeah, don't get into... Yeah. Middle, middle initial H is all I'm saying, so <laughs> do your best. All right, we'll take your calls. We'll talk about your life and your money. Uh, but before we do, today's Ramsey Show question of the day is sponsored by Neighborly your hub for home services. Now that the kids are back in school, let Neighborly help you get things spruced up. They're the best place to find home services like Molly Maid, Mr. Handyman, and more. Start your search for local experts and download the Neighborly app today. I'll be doing that. All right, today's question comes from Melody in Iowa. I'm conflicted on what to do with my properties after I die. I have two children. My son is an alcohol drug addict, and most likely has some mental illness challenges. My daughter is married, has a great husband and two children. Currently, she has asked me not to be a part of her family. I divorced, I divorced their father about 15 years ago, and I'm now happily married for eight years to a wonderful man. My plan was to leave my rental properties to my children, and that is my dilemma. I don't feel that I want to leave them anything. I'd like to know your thoughts, both ethical and financial. Thank you. Oh my goodness. Ooh, that's a mess. Yeah. That is a mess. I'm like looking through it again. Um, so here's a couple of things that stuck out at me. Number one, daughter has said, I don't want you to be a part of my family. Mm-hmm. Mom retold that story mm-hmm. and stuck in the word currently, mm-hmm. which means she's still holding out hope. Mm-hmm. She's hoping that this thing circles back um, and that her daughter forgives her. I always like parents to live in, I like all everybody to... Live in reality. Choose reality. Your daughter's opted out. Yes. She said, I'm out. Um, then there's the son. The son. Who's who is, an alcoholic. Who's struggling with all sorts of addiction. It sounds like there was some significant challenges in this family. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. I, what comes across to me immediately is just because someone is family doesn't make them, uh, doesn't mean they necessarily get all your stuff. When right. And pass, that's number one. Stuff cannot duct tape over mm-hmm. a whole life of family trauma. No. For whatever that might be. Right. And so there's thing two and thing three is like, yeah, don't the one who's an addict, don't leave them anything that they can sell to further their addiction. Yeah. They, they, don't, don't, don't contribute to this, their struggles. Right. Yeah. Um, she says, I don't feel that I want to leave them anything. And that's my dilemma. And I actually don't buy that because I don't think they'd be right. I don't think she'd be right. I think she wants to leave them something, but doesn't feel like she can. Uh, And I think that's funny. I interpreted it as she doesn't want to leave them anything. And I think that she's beating herself up as like, oh, you're a bad mom or you're you're a bad parent. Like you have this and you're not going to leave it to him. She never says what everything's worth. Um, Yeah. And I don't think, I don't know if that matters. I like the, I like the philosophical idea of this. So let's, I'll, I'll give what I think and then you okay. pitch in what you think. I I think that um, all parents need to go back to this idea that they have, there's, n- there's no right thing to do with their money. Nobody has automatic right to your money. No. You get to choose what you do with that money. That's, That's right. number one. So get, a, get away, get rid of the, I have to pass this. No, you don't. Mm-hmm. You don't. The second thing is... Um, be very leery of contributing to somebody who you know is struggling mm-hmm. and sometimes a million dollars in cash or a million dollars in property can be a 
millstone around somebody's neck. They're going to drown. That's also true. Yeah. Right? Number three, if one of your kids says, I don't want you in my life, mm-hmm. they know you have properties and it's not worth the money. They want you, you left their dad. And so as far as they're concerned, you left me too. Mm-hmm. You have to live in that reality, which says you now have to decide who you're going to leave these properties to. You're going to sell them. You're going to cash them out. You want to put them in a trust just in case. Yeah. You want to leave them to a friend. There's any number of things, but I think you have to own that reality. I'm not going to contribute to one of my children who's struggling by giving them additional responsibilities and financial resources without the proper support. And I'm not going to give this other kid who's left me like has divorced me yes. as much as a kid can. I'm not going to give them stuff. They don't want anything to do with me. They've left me. Yeah. Right. And so I'm going to have to come up with somebody else or something else to give this money to. I agree. I, no, John, I agree with a lot of what you said. And the only thing I would tag on to that is just this idea of in her own words, she's like, I don't really want to give them this stuff, but maybe I should. And my brain goes to let like being a cheerful giver. Mm-hmm. And if your heart is not like, I want to do this, I feel compelled to do this. Um, I'm as opposed to just doing it out of obligation. It's almost like if you're giving out of obligation, if you're giving because you feel like people are going to judge you if you don't or whatever that thing, even in your passing, don't do it. Mm. Like, I feel like your heart should be in the right place. It should be something that you want to do that you feel good about doing. Obviously not to the son who's the addict, but even to the other child. And that's clearly, that piece is clearly not there. It's like, Mm. eh. Take it or leave it. And so something I might do is I might, um, I have a buddy, several men that I trust in my life that are that I've been friends with for 30 years. Mm-hmm. I might leave them this and say, if and when my son cleans up, mm-hmm. I want you to figure out a way to move this on. Yeah. Um, if and when my daughter comes back and shows up at my funeral and says, oh my gosh, I miss my mom. Let's consider that. Yeah. That's just an idea. It's a great idea. Or, or it might be, Nope. I'm moving on. I think it's a great idea. I think sometimes people kind of lock themselves in as it's either this or that. Right. But I'm with a trust, you can you could put so many stipulations in there and things that have to take place on down the line. And I like that. Um, there's a lot of control there. But in this case, yeah, it, it kind of needs a lot of control. Unless she's just like, look, here's, there's, here's a couple of charities that I've always loved and respected. I'm just going to put this money here or my local church or, you know, you have options. It doesn't have to just go to your family member and their kids, mm-hmm. you know, there's I'll go there's find options. a single mom who's struggling to make ends meet and yeah. I'm going to gift her a house before I pass away. Like whatever, mm-hmm. what, it, mm-hmm. it, it could be any number of things, but this idea, I don't feel like it. Okay, then make your choices and move on. Yeah, I would, I would definitely say if you're not able to, let me go back again. If she's not able to have a conversation with them, mm-hmm. especially the daughter specifically, and say, here's what I'm planning to do. Yes or no. I, that's your answer. Yeah, that's, that's your, your answer. answer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that daughter took that financial um, insight into her equation. And she oh, said, yeah. my relationship with you isn't worth these houses. I'm out. These yeah. properties. Yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot, lot going on here. And I'm sorry yeah. about that. But the- I've seen it time and time again where parents with some sort of assets to leave mm-hmm. hold that over the kids. Oh, heck yes. And it doesn't surprise me that kids are like, I'm out. Oh yeah, that's that's the parent that says, "Oh, you did that. You're out of the will." Right. You know, it's like they can't wait to say, "You're dead to me," exactly. and it's over. And it's like, okay, well, and then you, you you play your cards right, and it's like, well, you're back in the will again, and you're like, um, okay, yeah. yeah you definitely. I, I'm not opposed to having certain things that should be in place. Like, obviously, you're not going to be an addict, an addict, 
and get money but at the same time it shouldn't be used as a weapon right 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 you know that's a big part of this so the bigger teaching here kids is love your family well (laughs) that's number one and uh make sure you've got a will make sure you talk to your family about your will if you've got little kids you probably if you've got little kids or if you've got just a major net worth you probably need a trust as well because a will is not going to do it if you've got little ones at the house you need to make sure you've got a trust so that you can say when they get what you don't want an 18 year old to get two million dollars instantly right I mean, and you're kind of cool but no be a disaster <laughs> be a disaster i did not make good choices with the hundred dollars my parents sent me when i was 18 <laughs> i would not have made good choices with two million dollars wow have you ever inherited money i never have Mm-mm. i never have no I've had a few family members pass along a gift, but no, I've never I've never inherited a, do- a dime. Wow. That's my biggest goal. A good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. Mm. And that's how it goes. This is The Ramsey Show. Thank you for listening. You are listening to The Ramsey Show. Thanks for hanging with us. I'm Jade Warshaw. This is Dr. John Deloney. Uh, scripture and quote of the day. For the Spirit of God does not make us timid, but it gives us power, love, and self-discipline. Self-control, that's what I'm talking about. Uh, John Wooden says, if you don't have time to do it right, when will you have time to do it over? Hey, that's something good to think about. I love that. Uh, 888-825-5225 is the number. Tara, or Tara, is in Salt Lake City, Utah. Which one is it? Hey, it's Tara. Tara. I always try to make it slightly more bougie. I'm sorry. Tara <laughs> Tara makes way more sense phonetically as well. So there you have it. How can we help today? Hello, Tara. Tara. Yeah. I'm okay with Tara too. That's fine. I'm, I can be bougie. <laughs> yes, be um, bougie. <laughs> hey, um, my husband and I are working the um, baby step number two right now. Uh-huh. Um, this time next year, we should be completely debt-free aside from our mortgage. Whoop, whoop. Um, yeah, we're excited. Um, but my husband actually has an opportunity with his work, uh, to move to Spain, uh, this time next year as well. Um, yeah. And while we're there, um, his company would be, or his job would be paying for our housing. Um, so we wouldn't have, um, we wouldn't have to really pay for housing and we wouldn't have, um, but I guess the question is, the mortgage, should we, does it make sense to have somebody rent our home while we're gone, knowing that we're only going to be there for two to three years? Uh, we do love our home. We love the area that we're in. Uh, so so we do want to come back to it, but also it kind of makes sense to also just sell our home, be completely mm-hmm. debt-free, and then yeah. put that equity that we have in our home to work while we're in Spain. Um and come back and and just purchase a new home when we actually do come back. Yeah, because here's the thing. There's a couple reasons why I would go with your latter response. Number one is, you know, you said it's a year. Is it exactly one year? It it would actually be two to three years. Oh, girl, yes. Sell the house. Number one, you'll be completely debt-free, like you said. And the next part of this, it's a little bit more kind of out there, but when you go abroad, it changes you. And if you're going to be doing that for two to three years, when you come back, if you come back, you're going to be completely different people with a completely different life, with completely different everything. And it's going to feel weird 
to move back into a house that you've had renters in or Airbnbers in or whatever, whoever you've had in there, they've been mm-hmm. using your bathroom, they've been, you know, walking on your carpet and you're like, oh, we just had a whole life in Spain. And, and then you're just com- kind of mm-hmm. coming back to this old thing, you know? I think that it would be really exciting for you to sell the house, be completely debt free. You're in Spain. You've got the housing allowance. You can save up money. You can come back and have this whole new life for this whole new family that you've become. Does that make sense? Yeah, that that does make complete sense. And listen to this. Um, Tara, 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 Tara. (laughs) Three years ago, I was minding my business as a dean of students at my dream university. And I just happened to give a talk to a bunch of parents and students and an executive vice president of a company was in there dropping her daughter off and every single part of my life is different now. Where I live, what I do, the industry I work in, my financial situation, every part of my life is different. Mm. And so the question we like to ask here is, would you move to another country and then get online and buy rental property in Salt Lake City and rent it out to strangers? Absolutely not. Yeah, it would be insane. (laughs) I would love the idea of you guys going to another country debt-free and just absorbing every bit of beauty that Spain has to offer. Oh, yeah. I have friends there right now with their daughter, and it's like I am just writhing in jealousy as I look at their pictures. It's amazing. (laughs) It's so funny. You can go there completely untethered. Yeah. Tara, Tara, look, I'll tell you what, when my husband and I moved from South Florida here to Nashville to take this job, we, we left, you know, we sold our house and it was kind of painful. I mean, I was excited to move here, but we had gotten that house perfectly renovated. It was exactly the way we wanted. And part of me had wished like, man, I wish we could hold onto this house and like rent it out. And then whenever we come to South Florida, we could have it and it's there. Like I had this thing in my mind. And so of course we didn't do that. We sold it, moved here. And a couple months later, went back to South Florida, drove by the house. Renters had been in it because whoever bought it just rented it right out. And immediately, immediately when I looked at it, I was like, oh, that's not our house anymore. Like it had already taken on the identity of the people who were renting. And I had already in the six months that I'd been here at Ramsey, I had already shifted into another mindset. And so going back, it was like, oh, wow, that's not our life anymore. We don't live there anymore. Um, They did something funny with the lawn and, you know, all those things, they start to add up. So I truly think that um, your life is going to change. And I think that you're going to be so grateful that you sold this house. You became debt free. And then, like John said, you're untethered. If you want to stay a little bit longer in Spain, who cares? Or he'll get an opportunity and you'll go move to the Netherlands yeah. or you'll end up in Seattle. Yeah. Who knows what's going to happen? Yeah, that would be awesome. I think that is my big thing. It's like we, we did buy the call and we fixed it up just the way we wanted it. Yeah. We have these, these plans in the future that we're like, oh, you know, when we are debt free, we're also going to do this, this, and this. And now mm-hmm. it's like completely that- changed. And I just feel so emotionally still attached to the home that I'm, yeah, it's hard to let go of that. Yeah, it is. It- and you're going to get wrapped up in a f- the fear of moving abroad. There's a lot of unknowns. Mm-hmm. And even if you're super excited, there's just a ton of unknowns. And sometimes our unknowns look around our environment and just latch onto a thing. Mm-hmm. And it becomes all about that thing. That's really not the issue. Really, it's our bodies going, ah, I'm super freaked out and kind of nervous. And you should be kind of weirded out to move to Spain, yeah. right? Yeah, right. That's good. That's part of it. Be uncomfortable and go have fun. And by the way, three years from now, 
We'll have been through a presidential election. We'll be on the eve of a Senate election. You know what's gonna the world's gonna look like? Nobody knows, <laughs> right? <laughs> Nobody knows. Oh, thank you for the the call, Tara Tara, and thank you for letting us have fun with your name, even though your name is Tara, which is better than Tara. What say you, John? Unless you're named Tara, then you might think that name's better than Tara. There, there's no Taras. I think I might have made that up. I think there's a Tara. Well, if your name's Tara, you're awesome, and <laughs> you are not the person who called in the show today. <laughs> All right, uh, John Deloney, do we want to take one more call, or do you want I just want to chop it up here? We think James, we got time. Let's do it. Let's, Let's go out to Josh. It. Josh, Orlando, Florida. What's going on? Hey guys, thanks for taking my call. Um, I'll be quick to the point. Um, so I make eighty-three k a year, and I'm living paycheck to paycheck. How? Um, <laughs> I'm trying to. Uh, Solve any any you know debt I have possible, and the biggest uh, headache I have is I have a auto loan to where I'm about fifteen thousand negative equity. Shoot! And I wanted to figure out, I wanted to find out how do I handle that negative equity and still uh, get into another vehicle. Well, how much? How much is the car? How much do you owe on the car? Well, the total loan itself is about thirty one thousand. And and what's it worth if you were to sell it? Uh, it's about sixteen to seventeen k. Um. Honestly, in that type of situation, I'd probably grunt it out and pay it off. Yeah, write it out. I'd write it out because thirty-one thousand—it's—it's—it's it's, it's not more than half of your take-home pay, which is you know what we do is we look at your annual salary, and if we feel like more you, you have half or more tied up in vehicles, we definitely tell you to get out of it. At this point, you're okay, um, and it sucks because you're in debt and you have to make the payments, but because you're literally half upside down. I, I wouldn't even go through the trouble. Um, I just grit, you know, grunt it out. What else do you have to pay off? Um, I got forty two hundred in a credit card, and that's it. But the biggest thing is, is that my car payment is about five hundred, yeah. and that's the killer. So my, uh, I can save about five hundred bucks a month. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to save, trying to save more, but I'm, I'm trying to look for a way to lower my car payment. Yeah, I mean that's. A, I mean, you did get into something. You're gonna have to work more. You're gonna have to the, get after it. You're gonna have to pay the pipe. <laughs> You rolled negative I equity. Two, I have two, two and a half jobs yes. already. But then, then that means they might not make enough money. If you're working two and a half jobs and you're still not getting there, one of the jobs needs to earn more money. Like we need to be making more than $20 an hour for sure on the side hustle. And that might mean I'm working the night shift throwing boxes. And does anybody want to do that? No, it's tough, tough, tough work. Yeah. That's what my, that might be where the money is. Yeah. You can tell me you won't do it, but don't tell me you can't do it. That does it for this hour. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey, it's Dr. John Deloney. If you like what you heard in this episode and want to know more about getting started on the Ramsey Baby Steps, go to RamseySolutions.com and click on the Get Started button. We'll help you figure out the best next step for you based on your specific situation. That's RamseySolutions.com and click Get Started.